0: Code program. Hi everyone, thank you so much for joining me once again. As you're probably more than aware by now, I'm Mart and this is Kenny Crystals, the podcast. I hope that everyone's good. Um, I've had some amazing feedback this last week actually from some of you who have messaged me on Instagram and TikTok about these podcasts. So I was starting to feel a bit flat about them last week and I felt like people had stopped engaging with them but 300 people still listened to an episode last week which I think's pretty amazing going considering this is only week six. So yeah the messages that I've had this last week from people putting what I've said to use and physically starting out on their own spiritual journeys, it's amazing to see the results that people are having. So a massive round of applause to you all for being curious enough to try something new. I've got a few things to talk about this week, mainly around manifesting, um, a little manifestation experiment that you can do at home, as well as talking about seeing repetitive numbers in your everyday life. And I also wanted to touch on Reiki as well. So what it is, my own experience, that kind of thing. So let's just jump right back into manifesting. I know in my past few episodes, I've talked about how having that attitude of gratitude helps to magnetise your thoughts and attract like-minded experiences into your life. So to attract those experiences, there needs to be space for them, okay? So let's take, for example, attracting a partner into your life. You might plod along just buying food for one person, taking up the entire middle of the bed at night, parking your car across two spaces, filling your wardrobe space with clothes and just basically living your life like a single person. But if you were with a partner, you would be sharing these experiences. So you'd be buying food for two people. You'd be laying on one side of the bed, unless you're my partner, no explanation needed. Uh, You'd be parking in one space to leave them room to park in the other. You'd be using half the wardrobe space, for example. So they would be using the other half. So by using that analogy, can you now see how you live your day-to-day life affects what you receive and what message you're putting out to the universe? You're basically telling it that you're happy living alone, happy taking up all the beds, that kind of thing. So it's time for you to release what no longer serves you. If you go to the cinema and you get a pick a mix and you fill up the tub with fudge, how the fuck are you going to fit in any mini eggs? chances you'd get sick of all that fudge halfway through anyway, or it would start to make you feel sick. So, put some of it back and make room for those mini eggs. I know that's a totally shite analogy, but can you tell that I'm sugar deprived at the minute? (gasps) I need some sugar. (laughs) Uh, So, one way that I've recently practiced and preached this was I watched a TV show on Netflix. Now, some of you might have watched this. It's called Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. And if you've seen this show before, you'll know all about it. If you haven't, How can I describe it to you? It's basically watching a little Japanese woman called Marie go into people's houses and get them organised. That's what it is, basically. So, out with the old to make way for the new sort of thing. But she has such a specific way of doing it. So, she'll walk into the house and she immediately kneels and speaks to the house as if it were a living person. And she'll ask the owners to organise their belongings into one of five categories. And those five categories are clothing books, uh, paperwork, miscellaneous and memories and once they've organized these into them categories she'll then ask them to get rid of things that no longer spark joy. Now when she says no longer sparks joy she means things that no longer serve you, things that no longer give you that little buzz when you look at them. I know it might seem a little weird but it just has a really nice message to the show overall You see people emptying their wardrobes out and then giving thanks to their clothes for the years of usage and then getting rid to allow room for more. So I got halfway through an episode recently and I suddenly felt inspired to head up to the top floor of our house and clean my wardrobe out. Now, if you haven't realised this already, I'm a bit of a control freak and I like things in a certain way. So all my clothes in my wardrobe are arranged by colour and the colours are arranged alphabetically Yes, I know I'm weird, but yeah, there I am emptying my wardrobe onto my bed and Marie Condor advises you to put all your clothes into one giant pile so you actually realise how many items of clothes you own, which in turn makes you feel grateful because it is quite overwhelming when you see them all just piled there. So I had over 200 t-shirts in my wardrobe and I dare bet I would probably wear the same 10 to 15 tops on cycle all year round as well. So cut to my bed, almost buckling underneath with the weight of 20 tons of bloody t-shirts. And there was still stuff in my wardrobe from years ago with tags still on. I mean, what a waste of money to have not even worn the clothes and they've just been sat in my wardrobe, taking up energy and space. So I started working through them one by one, looking at which tops actually still fit us because I have piled the beef on, uh, which tops I would actually wear on a day-to-day basis and which of them actually spark that joy with me. And I managed to pack up three huge charity bags. You know them charity bags that they come and put through your letterbox? I filled three of them. Uh, so they were like clothes to get rid of just from doing that. So I thanked them all individually while bagging them up for all the times that I'd worn them. And how they've actually made us feel over the years. And there was specifically an old winter puffer jacket that I've worn now for the last three to four years. When it's starting to get colder. So at the start of October usually. And I remember looking at it thinking of how lifeless it now looked compared to when I first bought it. The stitching had all come away down one side, for example. It was exposing the material that was used to stuff the inside bits. There was like padding popping out and it just genuinely looked shit (laughs) and a bit worse for wear, to be honest. So again, I gave thanks to it for keeping me warm and all the times that I'd worn it. And I was grateful for having owned that jacket. And then I did exactly the same thing when I came to my favourite pair of joggers. Had these joggers now for about seven years. They were totally shapeless. They just generally looked discoloured. I just felt like it was time to get rid. So again, I thanked them for all the years of usage and got rid. And no word of a lie, after doing this, my partner started doing his wardrobe. And he came across a perfectly fine Hollister puffer jacket that he only worn a couple of times. Now, he's lost quite a bit of weight this last year. Total opposite of me. Total opposite of everyone else, probably, as well. And he tried this jacket on, and he said it was far too big for him. So immediately he looked at me, the cheeky cow, and asked if I wanted it. So I tried it on, and it was the perfect fit, obviously. I couldn't make it up. Like, I'd planned on replacing my puffer jacket, but I think that by giving thanks to mine and getting rid of it... I had unintentionally made space for me to receive another. And honestly, it's the nicest, most comfortable puffer jacket I've ever owned. I absolutely love it. So I can't believe he'd never worn it more than a couple of times. It was in pristine nick. I was proper shocked. So if I asked you to guess what happened next, I bet you could. So while I was buzzing about that jacket, he said, oh, and here's some joggers that don't fit me. I've never worn them. Needless to say, these were a perfect fit too. So off I went that afternoon on my little doggy walk with my new joggers and new jacket, all just from getting rid of a couple of things that no longer served me. I got rid of loads of other stuff, like I said. So there was three bags in total. And a couple of days after this, I'm sat at work and I get an email on my phone. And ASOS had sent me a £100 gift voucher for filling out a recent survey on their website. Like, just try telling me that this is coincidence. This is the law of attraction and manifestation at its best. So I got rid of what I no longer needed and the universe filled that void for me. Now, you know as well as I do, if you get a pay increase at work or you suddenly come into money from somewhere, the universe will always send something to you to absorb that. So you might get an additional £50 a month pay, but then your gas and electricity will go up. Or you might get an additional £100 a month from a second job. And you'll upgrade to a newer car or something along those lines. So that money is constantly being absorbed into your lifestyle. The universe will always fill any void that you leave in your life. So if you want more to come into your life, get rid and release anything that you no longer need or no longer want. Walk around your house and look at household objects. Like, ask yourself, do they bring you joy? When was the last time you used them? do they even still work? Why are you holding on to them? Fair enough if it's something with sentimental value. But if it's something like, I don't know, like a picture of you from school or something like that, that no longer serves a purpose, just get rid of it. Now, you've probably heard of the ancient art of feng shui. And in this practice, you're supposed to keep energy flowing. So you're ensuring that energy is never stagnant inside your home And even just by opening the windows every now and again, it lets new air into your house and it circulates the old air out, meaning that there's constant movement. And in Feng Shui, they also state that on an average month, you should move 27 different items around your house. And that's done to ensure that the energy is constantly moving and circulating around your home. So you could just move a house plant from one side of the room to the other. Or if you have things stacked on a shelf, just move them around and rearrange them. I often do this out of boredom, much to my partner's delight. He'll come downstairs one day and I've got every single item out of the kitchen cupboards and I'm swapping them around. He'll go into a cupboard while chatting to me to grab a glass and end up with a tin of spaghetti hoops in his hands. It's all good. It keeps the energy fresh and moving within your house. I mean, have you seen those little cat ornaments with the waving arm? You see them all over Asia, if you've ever been to Asia, or even in like your local Chinese supermarkets or takeaways. And the reason that the cat's arm waves is to keep the energy flowing towards you and to keep things moving. So what you don't want is dead and stagnant energy just sat in your house. It's almost like a a battery, for example. The movement of objects is you charging the battery, but once you stop moving, the battery dies out and it stops working for you. It's even said that you should also touch objects that you don't use often just to wake them up and to show them some love. So if you've maybe got an ornament laying around the house that you know is there, but you don't give it any attention because it's just an ornament, just give it a little touch. Rearrange where it's sat, sort of saying hello to it almost. So give that a shot this week. Just try moving 27 items around your house for a little shake up to the energy within your house. Now, 27 items... I don't mean, like, tip your couch on its side or anything like that. Just very little things. Like I say, houseplants, ornaments, drawers in your bedroom. Switch them around. Pictures on the wall. Just swap them over and see if it changes up your energy. If you think your wardrobe or your drawers could do with a little declutter as well, have a look through them and move on items that no longer spark that joy in your life. (sighs) I feel so liberated now to go and turn the house upside down again. My partner must hate living with me. (laughs) Anyway, I wanted to talk a little about my experience of Reiki today as well. So for those of you that don't know what Reiki is, Google defines it as a Japanese form of energy-based healing, whereby practitioners place their hands over you and heal you with the divine energy. So I guess my first experience of this was at a local spiritualist church. For those of you that don't know, I was born and raised in a little mining village just outside of Durham. And my mum and aunties were always dragging me to Sunday school at a Methodist church. And I think immediately I just wanted to start and rebel. So when I hit the age of about 16, 17, one of my best friends told me about a spiritualist church just up the road from where we lived. And I remember looking into it and I saw that they were putting on a healing night whereby you could just go and someone would heal whatever part of your body needed healing. And I remember turning up to it on my own thinking it would be packed full. And in I walked to two little old women just sat chatting amongst themselves. So in I went, they got me a cup of tea and some biscuits and asked why I was there. Now, at the time, I'd just recently broke up with my then long-term partner and I was absolutely in bits internally. But I didn't want to give too much away to the little old ladies. So I just told them that I needed a bit of healing and a bit of guidance. One of them took us to the very front and she sat us on a chair and told us to sit comfortably with me, hands on my knees and to just take a few deep breaths in. And on the last one, she told me to close my eyes and she would tell me once she was done. So I had no clue what was happening. And at the time, I'd never heard of Reiki, didn't know anything about it. But looking back, this is exactly what she was doing to me. This was Reiki. I couldn't keep my eyes closed because I'm nosy. And I always like to know what's going on. You should see us around the house peeping out the blinds every two minutes. So I started peeping every now and again. And there she was, this little old lady, using her hands to scan over my body. She wasn't touching us, maybe like an inch or two away from me body. So when I had my eyes closed, it was almost like I could feel the warmth coming from her hands. So I remember closing my eyes fully and just letting her get on with it. I opened my eyes about 30 minutes in and it looked like she was just sat in a trance and her hands were in front of me, her palms were facing me and she was circling around the middle of my chest and I remember her startling me suddenly speaking and she said something along the lines of, your heart is such a mess and it was mad that she had picked up on how heartbroken I was at the time. She said that she had done her best but the energy in and around my heart was very messy and out of place. And I specifically remember that night having the best night's sleep once I got home. I woke up the next morning without a care in the world and honestly, I never looked back on that relationship that I had left. It was such a positive experience for me and like I say, it wasn't until I started going through my spiritual journey and looking into alternative therapies like Reiki that I realised that's exactly what that was. So, flash forward to the start of 2020. This was just before the lockdown. It was February time. I remember seeing an advert on Groupon or Voucher. It was one of those voucher sites. And it was for a one-hour Reiki session for £15. And I thought, why not? So, I bought it. A couple of weeks later, there I was in this lady's back garden in a custom-made shed, lay on a massage bench with meditative music on. Hi, Heather, if you're listening. Um, but yeah, it was just amazing. This little shed, it was done out with like crystals and candles and it was very hippie, but it was like really relaxing at the same time. And there was like incense burning. And I remember this experience of Reiki being a lot more intense because I kind of knew what to expect as well as knowing a lot more about Reiki itself. So Heather had me wear a blindfold. And as I lay there on the bed, I was feeling the strangest of feelings, I think at one point I could have sworn she had hold of my feet and that she was stroking my legs but then I could hear her footsteps behind my shoulders at the top of my bed so I was so confused but because I had that blindfold on I started seeing weird things because my mind was starting to play tricks on me at one point I saw my grandma's grave I saw myself floating in front of a live tv audience and at one point, I even was stood there watching my mom cutting up vegetables in her kitchen. It was so surreal. And my body kept doing this weird thing too. It was almost jolting as if I was being electrocuted. Now, if you think of like, you know, when you have them defibrillators in A&E and you whack them on someone's chest and someone shouts clear, and then all of a sudden the body jolts up and down. That's exactly what was happening to me. And I did it three times in total over the hour. And and just remember thinking, God, what is she going to think of me? Like, proper jolting like that. And I remember that my Apple Watch was buzzing at the same time when I was doing it. And I was like, am I going to have a heart attack or something here? But anyway, 50 minutes in, she started to get me visualising, grounding myself to safely bring my consciousness back to reality and I sat up when it was all over and I remember looking at my watch and the reason it had been buzzing was that it was detecting an unusually low heart rate and it had dropped to about 40 beats a minute which for me is really really low. So I guess that was because I was in such a trance like state and so chilled and relaxed. So I asked Heather if that was normal that I was jolting and things. And she said that it had happened before with other people and that it's usually the energy inside of your body shifting itself around and rearranging. I found that absolutely fascinating. It was such a strange feeling and one I'll never forget. And I remember driving home afterwards, just feeling so alert and so alive with the feeling that I could have done anything. The next day I was up at the crack of dawn, off I went for a swim before work and I had such a productive week in terms of life itself. I can't describe it. It was like my whole body is healed. So yeah, if you get the opportunity to, definitely give Reiki a try. It's totally non-invasive. You can keep your clothes on and the Reiki practitioner doesn't even so much as touch you. Like I say, you can get some great deals on sites like Woucher or Groupon. Give it a try. What's the worst can happen? I've even recently started looking into um, becoming a Reiki practitioner. So I've completed my level one. Um, I'm going to do my level two and level three, possibly the start of next year. But it is fascinating and I love stuff like that. So if you can think of any experiences like that, drop me a DM. I'm all for being a guinea pig. I'm all for testing shit like this out. So yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay, so earlier this week, I was at the gym. And my PT, Josie, shout out to Josie. I mean, I bloody mention it every single week, don't I? <laughs> she listens to me podcast every week. So Josie asked us a question and she said that basically she'd been waking up at the same time every single morning at 4.14 a.m. And she asked me if it meant anything. Now, just quickly dipping in here with my own experience and I'll pop back to Josie. But I recently had a tarot reading from a friend called Bianca. She's at Taurus underscore moon one on TikTok and Instagram. Go and follow her. She's amazing. And she pulled a few cards and she told me that my grandda in spirit was trying to send me messages through the night. She told us to note the times every time that I woke up through the night and the next day to have a look on Google at what those times meant. Now, people refer to spirits and spirit guides as angels. So, you just put into Google the time followed by the words angel number. So, for example, Josie was 414am, so she would just put 414 angel number and just Google that. The first couple of times that I woke up, I wrote these times down and the next day when I had properly woken up, I started googling them and I was gobsmacked. It was almost like someone had opened my brain and read exactly how I was feeling. My first message was telling me that I needed to remain positive while staying centred and focused, but to put my natural communication abilities to use to bring pleasure and joy and happiness to others. And I mean, that was it. I had goosebumps after reading that because I'd been toying with the idea of starting this podcast But I've been filled with self-doubt, thinking, who would want to hear me ramble on about spirituality for 30 minutes a week? So it really, really spoke to me. And since then, I've wrote down every single time I wake up unexpectedly through the night. And I swear down, every single message I get is so guiding and so spot on. So when Josie asked me if there was any significance of waking every morning at 4.14, I went straight to Google and read out the meaning of 4.14. 4.14. And she confirmed that it was exactly how she felt. It's weird, isn't it? Seeing the same numbers frequently as well. I know even before I started on my spiritual journey that I would always say things like, "Oh, it's eleven eleven, make a wish," when in actual fact, one 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 actually means that your manifestations are already on their way. I recently made a TikTok on this as well, explaining what all the basic three and four digit repetitive numbers mean. Go and check it out. So, as I mentioned, like one one one. Or 1111 means that your manifestation is well on its way to you. Um, 222 is your spirit guide's way of telling you not to worry. 333 means that you're being spiritually guided in every aspect of your life. 444 signals that your spirit guides are with you at this time. 555 shows you that good change is happening and that your life is set for a better path. 666 is telling you to let go and stop attempting to control every aspect in your life. Seeing 777 everywhere means that good luck has headed your way. 888 tells you that money, prosperity and abundance are all on their way to you. And 999 means that you're coming to the end of a chapter and a new cycle is ready to start. I also sell a book on my website called Angel Numbers by Kyle Gray and this explains in great detail what each number from 1 to 999 means. So if you're seeing it repeatedly throughout your life it's a great way to decipher what the universe and your spirit guides are trying to tell you and I'm always referring back to this book. People tend to see the same numbers over and over again everywhere they look and it doesn't always have to be from looking at a digital clock these numbers might form part of a phone number or an order reference number for something that you've bought online or it might even be part of a car registration that you see go past or even the amount of likes that you see on a social media post. Numbers are everywhere in the universe so take attention, start noticing them, start acknowledging them And just Google the number followed by the words angel number and you'll see what the universe is trying to tell you. Now, I don't mean like look at your watch straight away. Oh, it's 159. I'm going to Google 159. No, I mean like if you're constantly seeing the same numbers over and over again throughout the day. That's what I mean. So it's repetitive numbers. But I just find it fascinating that once you open your eyes to this, you start noticing these numbers everywhere. So, for example, when I look at the clock on a night, nine times out of ten, it's 2138. And I see this number everywhere. So, 2138. And I used to see this number absolutely everywhere. Like I say, it would be in an order reference number or I would go to the doctors and take a ticket and I would be number 2138, that kind of thing. And I remember when I first started the NHS and I got my first NHS mobile, like my work mobile, The last four digits were 2138. And it was so weird because this number's followed me around for years. And when you look it up, it says that your prayers and requests for increased income, wealth and abundance have been heard and that they're being responded to throughout your life. And I know that some people say spiritually seeing the same number over and over again is a sign that you're going through a spiritual awakening. So as you move up the pyramid of survival needs, your spiritual connection that has been sitting dormant is ready to blossom and ready to come out. And at this stage, you're starting to connect the physical reality with your spiritual existence together by noticing the synchronicities all around you. And they're meant to give you guidance and to help you move past life lessons so like I say, if you do keep seeing the same numbers everywhere, the best way to keep track of them is to just keep a journal. And as you record them, try to connect the occurrences of them with situations that happen in your daily life and try and interpret what they mean. And The more you record them, the more sightings you'll probably have because kind of where your attention goes, that's where your energy's flowing and the stronger your intuition will get. Another thing you can do is meditate on the number that you're seeing and see what signs or visions appear to you in your meditation. And that, again, will strengthen your connection with your intuitive sight and your higher knowledge. And lastly, we receive a lot of information in our dream state, so you could even ask your higher self what it means to see that number all the time. So right when you wake up, like I say, record your dreams and try to interpret the messages that appear to you in your dreamlike state. And this can give you clues as to why and what the message from the number actually is. Do you always see the same numbers? Let me know in my DMs. You can reach me at Crystals on TikTok and Instagram, or you can follow my personal, which is at Tweedy. All links are in the show notes. And please, if you haven't done already, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Tell all your friends about it. You know the crack by now. And also don't forget to visit my website, cannycrystals.co.uk and I'll see you all next week. Bye. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines.